is all I need. Amen. I'm glad we have the Lord. My faith is in him. We talked in our Sunday school hour about our faith in the Lord. Boy, without him, you wouldn't have anything to put faith in. Amen. What makes America great? Let's ask God to help us. Father, bless and help us now. <clears throat> give me the, the voice that I need and help us, help us to give hearts that are tender. Lord, I pray we'll walk out of here thanking you and realizing what makes America great. It's not what party is in power. It's a God in heaven. Thank you for all you do for us. Bless the time now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This past Friday, as I've said, was Veterans Day. And I remember growing up as a kid, one of the things we used to love to do as kids in our neighborhood was to play Army. Now, we didn't have any sisters. I had brothers, and so we had enough for our own force, you know, with four, four boys. And the kids in the neighborhood, too, we just always played Army. And uh, you've heard me say we lived in a new neighborhood where there was lots of houses being built, and uh, that meant mounds of dirt. It meant big pieces of dirt that made great hang grenades. And uh, we played Army all the time. We didn't always have a gun, a toy gun. Sometimes we did. Sometimes it was just a stick. And, uh, but we had a great time uh, playing Army. But one of the things that, 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 that always got our attention was the stories about the war that my dad told us. My dad told us many different things. Um, I'm sure he didn't tell us everything because it would scare little boys to hear some of the things. But later on in life, you know, my dad, my dad ended up with Alzheimer's, and, and he began to forget things. And, and uh, in fact, he, he began to forget who we were. But one of, the things, one of the last things that left him was the memories of when he was in the military. And I remember we'd go and we'd try to get some things out of Dad and say something he couldn't say. I remember one day in particular, we're in his bedroom, and my brother Tim and I, and we're sitting there trying to talk to Dad, and he's looking at us like, who are you? And uh, we asked him, Dad, tell us some of the stories about the war. And my dad started going on and on and on of the stories. And I remember listening to him, and I began thinking about some of the stories of World War II, and, and my brother and I would sit and listen to it. I had a great uncle. Uncle Bill, Bill Ramey was his name, and Uncle Bill, he, he, he was in the war, World War I, actually, and uh, I remember him coming over, and, and he was an old man when he came over at our house, and he would sit down. I could still see him sitting in the corner telling us the stories of the war, and he had old pictures, I mean old, old black and white pictures of, of things. I'm not sure how he got so many pictures, but over in uh, France and Germany and uh, different places. And I, and I saw those pictures, and, and he would tell us stories. And we would listen to all those stories, and, and uh, we would listen so intently. But there was something about those war stories that my dad and my uncle told us that was impressive to us, and that was this. We won. I like winning. I'm glad America won. I'm glad Germany didn't win. I'm glad France and all the rest of them, you know, and, 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 and uh, I'm glad we won. And God has blessed our country. We've all heard the statement, all gave some and go, some gave all. We know about the stories here of the people on these pictures. Some of these men gave some. Four years, maybe more. And they came home and praised the Lord. But there's several of them there that did not come home. 
they gave all. Ronald Reagan said this, he said, men have died, the men who have died in the wars gave up two lives. Listen to this. The one that they had and the one that they should have had. How true that is. I think, you know, in all the wars, I I came across some numbers here, in all the wars for our freedom, there was 1,309,552 men and women who died in defense of our freedom. Another 1,500,000 were hospitalized. They lived, but they were hospitalized fighting for our freedom. We've all seen the pictures of those that fought in the war. We've seen the bodies of our boys floating in the ocean foam over in, uh, over in the both shores of Normandy and the islands of the South Pacific. We've seen the faces and the pictures of the wives and the children waiting for their husbands and their dads to come home or to just wonder if they were going to come home. War's a horrible thing. War is a horrible thing. We played war, played the army all the time, but war's a horrible thing. But thank God somebody was willing to go and fight for our freedom. We've seen the pictures of the bodies in Vietnam. We saw the, we've seen the pictures bloated and covered in flies. Horrible pictures. We've seen other Americans taking dog tags off of those loaded bodies so that they can bring them back and let the families know what had happened. Even today I still see signs or, or I should say flags of those missing in action. And I think you know so many families are still waiting to hear or have recovered their loved one who died. But one of the things that really hit me was and I made mention of it here a moment ago these were not old men. You know, you always said before when, you know, before I got saved, I used to think only old people die because every time in our church I went to a funeral, it was always old people in the casket. But when I look at war and I, I look at those numbers and I think 1,309,552, do you know what? Those were young men, young people. I said about my great uncle was, was, was 24 years old. You know, I, I think about 24-year-olds today hardly know how to drive a car. And he was flying a plane and shot down. The men in that big number, huge number of 1,300,000-some thousand, they were teenagers and very young men. Let that sink in for a moment. Many right now, teenagers in our military. Thank the Lord for young men willing to serve. And that's who died for us. So that we could have a freedom. They were kids that grew up so fast on the beaches of South, of South Pacific and North Africa and Sicily and Italy and Normandy. Young men that gave up their hopes and their dreams never to live them out. Women who gave up the comforts of America to take care of those that were wounded. They lived, they lied, they, they, they loved, and they died. They were white, they were yellow, they were brown, they were red, and they were black. And they died for our freedom. 
They were factory workers, coal miners, farmers, businessmen, students that left what they had to fight for our freedom. But they were brought together because of a cause. And the cause was America. I'm sad at the way America's becoming, but I still love America. Amen. Our nation was founded by men and their families who left England and Europe. They left, I mean, I don't know, sometimes we really stop and think about it. We think about the pilgrims, you know, on Thanksgiving. But understand, people left their homes to come to an uncharted land. To come to a land to have freedom and prosperity. They carved out this nation to where it became, and I still believe, the greatest nation on earth. You look at our borders today. It's not people exiting. It's people wanting to come to America. But those forefathers, they carved out this nation, understood something. They understood this. Again, get this. This is how we began. They understood that righteousness exalteth a nation. That's what it was all about. Now, if you listen to the politician today, they have these, and the woke crowd who likes to rewrite history. I don't have a time for them, amen. But when I think about our country, it was people that left Europe and England and came here for the freedoms. They left where a place where they never would be free to a place where they could come and be free. So what made America a great nation? Let me give you several things this morning. One of them is this, the principles upon which it was founded. I like the statement, liberty and justice for all. I'm glad that it says that. You know, I think about those people who left their homes, left their families to come to a land and establish a nation. You know, I remember when when leaving, I I I was talking this morning a little bit about it to Ethan about when we left Indiana said everything we had was in the back of the truck and it was Pam and Lisa and I that was all three of our family at that time and we were leaving and I said I looked out the window and I saw my mom and my dad and my one brother there crying the rest of my brothers were having a party I think but no they were at work but my, they were all crying and we were crying saying goodbye and I thought how hard it was just to leave the state and go you know uh, about 500 miles away we knew that we had the ability to go back and forth, and we did every year go back and forth. But you know, our forefathers didn't have the opportunities like we had. And when they said goodbye to family and friends, it was for goodbye forever to many of them. But they were coming for liberty and justice. Coming to a place where they could be free. Liberty to worship. You know, I think sometimes we take for granted we're able to be here today. There's a reason we're able to meet here this morning. Because somebody paid a price. The freedom of worship, the freedom of speech. I'm glad today I still have, and I hope I will, have the freedom to say what I say today. I still have the freedom to preach the word of God. 
And I'll be honest with you, if the government says you can't do it, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm still going to do it. Freedom of travel. You can live anywhere you want to, can't you? You can travel. So nice we could get on a plane or in a car. We could travel. We don't have to go through a checkpoint. I mean, even now we don't have to stop for tolls. You seen that? You just keep on driving. They take a picture of your, your license plate and charge you later. We don't have to even stop. Aren't we blessed? I know you're all bummed out about the tolls, but hey, you keep going. What you do is put your neighbor's license plate on your car before you go on vacation. You're all right. Some of you never get out. You have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? We're able to have the freedom to excel in life. We're able to be whatever we want to be. If you don't like your job, you can work somewhere else. Do you understand the freedom we have? That we can, if we don't like where you're living, you could go live. So you say, well, I thought I don't have the money. I understand that, but it's not the fault of those who bought it. You still have the freedom to go out and make money and live wherever you want to. Thank the Lord for our freedom, but it was not free. Our forefathers had godly values. They were honest. I'm not talking about politicians. Our forefathers. They were honest. They were principled men of integrity. And their word was their bond. Their values were Bible-based. In fact, get this. And it wasn't really that long ago that even lost people had Bible-based values. Now it's hard to find saved people who have Bible-based values. They were honest, hardworking, men with character who were not characters. Times have changed. They loved their families, our forefathers. Them saying goodbye to families and bringing their, their close family over here didn't mean they didn't love those people. They loved their families so much they said, I want freedom for them, for it, for them. They loved their families. They loved their church. They loved their nation. They became Americans. What made America a great nation? The courage of our military. Willing to sacrifice and even to die. You know what I said about, and, and Seth made some good points there about his dad and his brother and him came back without a scar, without a scratch. How blessed they are, but they still gave those years. How long was your dad? Was he four years or was he more? 20 years in the military. He gave a lot. Your brother, four years, was it? Two years and you in four years. That's a lot of life given. You know, we, we just take it for granted, but you know somebody. And right now there are many giving their lives, their time for us. The motto of every American fighting the wars has been give, give me liberty or give me death. The numbers of deaths is staggering, yet to think the number is even higher of those who have served our military Countless millions all the different branches of the military. Many of them laid behind the bodies of their, loved, of their fellow soldiers. As the bullets whizzed by their head. Returning fire against the enemy. 
fearlessly with their brothers dying in front of them fought for our country. All across the world are crosses. Little white crosses that are put up where our soldiers have died. There in Normandy is a big place, a big cemetery there where there's many crosses. You can go from Normandy to the South Pacific and find crosses. To North Africa and to Arlington Cemetery. Arlington Cemetery, have you ever seen pictures or if you've ever been there before? My senior year, I was in Washington, D.C. One of the highlights was this, going to Arlington Cemetery. And I saw those crosses, and it, it meant something to me because I knew the stories of my dad and my uncle. My dad tried to get, instill in us boys the importance of our country and remembering those who gave themselves. I think about and the cemetery there was something that was very interesting to me, and that was the tomb of the unknown soldier. How many of you ever been there and seen that before? That's an amazing thing, isn't it? You ever get a chance, you ought to try to see that. There's a lot of jerks out there today that try to cause some havoc there. But when you go, you're to be quiet. It's a hallowed place. There's that tomb, and this soldier walks back and forth. Such precision. You say, why would they do that? Because what it is is the tomb of the unknown soldier. It's the remains of somebody. They don't know who they are. But somebody that was important enough and thought it important enough to give of their lives for us. And they honor them day after day, night after night. In the cold weather, in the steaming hot weather. They march back and forth. And then all of a sudden, the really interesting part of it is there in the changing of the guard, if you've ever seen that. It's an amazing thing. But they march back and forth to the tomb of the unknown soldier. Engraved on that tomb, it says this, Here rests in honored glory an American soldier known but to God. The willingness of our nation to sacrifice. Our nation has sacrificed its sons and daughters, its money and possessions, its personal desires for the betterment of a nation. Our nation was paid for by blood, sweat, and tears of men and women so we could be here today. What made America a great nation? The diversity of America's people. We're not all the same. But we could all have the same rights. No matter what color the skin is. No matter what the ethnicity is. No matter what your background is. Freedom can be for all. Thank the Lord. We're not all the same, but we accept and love those that are not like us. Different backgrounds and yet united. I read sometimes about different groups that have fought 
and different ones, Native Americans and Black Americans and 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 Hispanics and 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 go right down the lane, the, the row of of those that served our country, came from different backgrounds, but came to America to be free, and were willing to fight. We may not all act the same, but and we may not all look the same, but we can love the same America. Amen. The America people were willing to go and die for. What makes America so great? I believe the natural resources that God gave us. The capability of being self-sufficient. You know what? We don't need Russia. We really don't even need China. You say, but man, so much comes from there. But if we screw our head on straight, we could do it. How blessed we are. I mean, we have enough oil to be able to keep our cars. That ought to make you happy. Ought to make you sad too that we're not using it. And I think about how God blessed America in a mighty way where we have abundance of everything. Most Americans, I would have to say probably this, every American to the, even the, the, the lowest one that has the least amount is still better off than a lot of people in our world today. We've got so many programs, we take care of people. All the natural resources. I think because of the benevolence of America. Who is it comes to the aid of other countries? America. Isn't it true? We spent, I just heard about they're sending more money overseas than that. And I'm thinking, you know, I mean, I, I don't agree with everything they send their money for. You know what? I'm glad at least this, that we're a country that's willing to help others out. You know, it scares me when they start turning against Israel. Thank the Lord we've been a country that says, hey, we'll help you out, Israel. Because God promised to bless us for it. That's a whole other message. You think about it, when it comes to medical relief, who is it that sends somebody? It's America. Yes, other countries do, but not like America does. Much of the time we give more than any other country. And sometimes more than all countries combined. I think about how that, remember Trump used to say about we're going to make some of these other countries pay their fair share. And I think they should, but here's the thing, we still were paying our share in more because we're America. What makes America great? The system of government that we have. America was founded as a republic, not a democracy. There is a difference. I heard old Mr. Schumer, sorry for saying bad words in church. Old Mr. Schumer was saying, well, this election taught us the importance of the democracy, to save the democracy. It's one nation under God. But it talks about the republic, not the democracy. Democracy has the idea of allowing the government to have all control. Government's not to have all control. There's another message too. Come back tonight. Our government gave us three branches of government set up with checks and balances to keep us both safe and directed. And they say, I thought about this, every two years we get a chance to vote to correct the mistakes we made last time. Somebody missed that memo this past week. It's like, 
This hole's getting deep. Let's dig it deeper. But I think what makes America great is the possibility of impossibility. The possibility of impossibility. You can be anything you want to be. You can. Oh, you say, what do you mean, do I click my heels together and it happens? No, I'm not saying that. It's going to take work, but you can come, you can come and you can do whatever you want to do. If you want to become a doctor, you can go and study and become a doctor someday. If you want to work in a steel mill, you can work in a steel mill. If you want to work on a farm, be a farmer, you can be a farmer. You can be whatever you want to be in America. We're in a nation yet where we can have as many children as we want. That's a good thing. We could be in a country that says you're only allowed to, and if you, and, and that's why they want abortion, of course, is kill that or to sterilize these people so they can't have any more children. We live in a country where we can still have families. You can excel in school and work. You can have a career of your choice. You can start your own business. I always think you go to different areas of like Chicago where I grew up. You could go to Chinatown. I'm going I'm to make you think about this. Who do you think most of the people were that worked in Chinatown? Chinese folks. You wanted good Chinese food, you went to Chinatown. There's a restaurant back in Munster, Indiana. They had gyros, they called them. You know, the gyros, sometimes you say it. I mean, uh, what is it, this, the shop that has it there? The, uh, Arby's has them now. They're fake ones. <laughs> I went to there, and there wasn't a man, only one man in there could speak English. The rest of them were speaking Greek. But I'm telling you what, they had the best taste in gyro that you've ever had before. And you know what? There they were. They were coming. They couldn't stay real long because they weren't citizens. They had to bring some over and then send them back, bring some more and send them back. But those folks would come. And you know what? They were looking to a country for prosperity. And they knew they could come here and work. Thank the Lord. You're only limited by the limitations that you place upon yourself. And then lastly, let me give you this. What makes America great? What makes it so great? The God who gave her birth. The God who gave her birth. America is blessed because we believe in God we trust. Still on our money, isn't it? Remember a few years ago they tried to take it off? I'm glad a bunch of people threw a fit. In fact, there was a time when they were going to take it off and they ended up putting it on the edge, on the side of the monies. But in God we trust. You said, preacher, what's the big deal? Because in God we trust. Understand what made America great was not Republican and Democrat. It was in God we trust. It wasn't all the other things. It was in God we trust. I look at our forefathers, and that again, what they're trying to erase, they don't want us to understand those things. They were not perfect men, but they were men looking unto God. You read about the history of the form of our nation, and men that looked to God based their belief and based our nation upon this blessed book. Go to Washington, D.C. right now and see all the scripture on the walls and on the buildings. 
Yes, it's on our buildings, it's on our money, and God we trust. But I'm going to tell you somewhere else it's at today. It's on our hearts. And God we trust. The gospel can still be preached. The gospel can still be sent all around the world. Because in God we trust. Psalm 33 verse 12 says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And the people whom he have chosen for his inheritance. I'm thankful for the soldiers. That gave some. And for those who gave all. But what the soldier found. There was somebody who gave all for them. And that's the Lord. Our forefathers came willing to die. In a new land. To be free. Because they were following the one. That makes us free. When I think of the sacrifice that people have made for America, I also think of the sacrifice that God made for us of giving his son on the cross of Calvary. Yes, America is in bad shape today. If America was to go to the doctor, the doctor would say, we got some problems here. He would say, you need to lose some things. He would say, you need to start taking some spiritual vitamins. He might even say, we need some surgery. Our nation is a mess, but our nation is worth saving. I love America. I'm ashamed of what she does and what happens. I'm ashamed there were so many people still for abortion. But I'm still glad I can be here this morning. And I can still put my hand over my heart and say the pledge to the flag. And I can still say thank you to these men right here. And over a million, three hundred thousand more that gave their all. For us. That's what makes America great. It all comes down to this. Yes, great men, but it all started with this. A wonderful, great God. Where our forefathers said, we want to go to a place where we can worship God. And then when we came here, men and women that were willing to fight to keep us free. To worship God. You know, I wish Christians would wake up, Christians that are sitting at home on a Sunday, and realize somebody paid a price so we can go to church. Thank the Lord for America. Yeah, it's not what it should be, and I think we ought to pray for our nation. But thank God we're here. And we have a God that will take care of us. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time this morning. Thank you, Lord, for our country. But Lord, coming to this country and being American doesn't make us saved. We've got to come to the place of putting our faith and trust in you. I believe there was people maybe came to America 
thinking that government can set them free, but government only makes us a slave of the government. What makes us free is Jesus Christ. Thank you for a country that was formed and founded upon the word of God. And what would help America today is to get back to the foundation of our country. My Lord, I pray you'll speak to our hearts today. Lord, I don't know. There may be somebody here today that's not saved. Oh, they live in a free country. But I wonder, Lord, if they've been free indeed by putting their faith and trust in you. With their heads bowed, our eyes closed this morning. I wonder if, do you know for sure you go to heaven? If you died right now, do you know 100% sure you go to heaven? I wonder if there'd be anyone here this morning who said, Preacher, I don't know, but I'd sure like to know. I'd like to have that freedom, not just what a country can give you, but the freedom that Jesus can give you. I wonder if there'd be anyone here this morning who said, Preacher, I don't know I'm saved. I don't know I'm going to heaven, but I'd like to know that. Would you slip your hand up and say, Pray for me, Preacher. I don't know, but I'd like to. Pray for me. Christian, this morning, your sin's been washed away. The song says, what sins are you talking about? He's made us free. And we live in a free country. But you know, again, freedom isn't free. And we all ought to say, Lord, because of the freedom you've given me, I will serve you. We're so thankful for the military that served. Surely we all ought to serve our Lord in the free country that we have today. God spoke to your heart in a moment. The invitation will be given. If you're not saved, you come and let us know. We'll show you in the Bible how to be saved. Maybe you're here this morning. You say, Preacher, I know I'm saved, but I just want to thank the Lord for America. Maybe this morning you ought to come and say, Lord, I just want to, I want to serve you better. I want to give myself you father bless the invitation time now i pray that your will would be done speak to us may we be honest with you today and if somebody's here not saved that they would come and be saved today in jesus name we pray amen